and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 93 of Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. And back from the dead, we have with us Intern E. How are you doing this evening, Nick? Oh, I'm not talking first. All right. How are you doing this evening, Intern E? I'm doing good, doing great. I had uh, the COVID, so I was down and out. But You I are such a bum. <laughs> You are the biggest bum in this show's history. I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning to record this podcast for months while protecting your freedom, and you can't even return a damn text message to let us know that you're not going to make it. I was cleaning the lights, dude. This is Eric 2.0, everybody. This is not Eric. This is yeah. Enrique. Oh, dude, don't. Not on, not, on, not on the broadcast, bro. Come on. This is this is no, you're not Eric anymore. <laughs> wow, are we really we're calling him Enrique now? What's no. what's what's lower Vito. what's lower than an intern? An unpaid intern. <laughs> A paid intern? Um janitor? Uh, unpaid janitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Eric, keep going with what you're saying. Tell no, the people I mean, I... tell tell the people. Listen, it, it's not us that you have to apologize to. Well, I, I apologize for my absence. Of, it's our tens and tens of listeners. I was clinging on to dear life. I thought I was going to get intubated. It was scary there for a second. All right, but so I'm that back. was one episode you missed. <laughs> so explain the other one when you were fully healthy. And there was an honest uh, miscommunication. We talked about this already. Right. As I in thought you we missed, had pushed back in, our recording day. As in you missed communication. Yes, I missed communication with you guys. Correct. Jermaine, why don't you step up here, bro, and say something. Because he's not going to say anything on your side. <laughs> I don't know why you're calling him into this. It's like calling artillery down on your own head. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as you've noticed, episode 93 is off to a rousing rendition of the show. Nick and Eric hate each other again. Nick is secretly glad Eric's back because now he's not the podcast idiot. But as Nick clarified so er- so much earlier in the episode, um, intern E is dead. That is the French intern. He is now deceased. We buried him very early in January 2022. It was a moving ceremony. We now have Italian Enrique interning for us the rest of this uh, until Enrique dies. And uh, Eric's like Catwoman. He's got nine lives. But we've got a very good episode for you. We say that every time. I feel like we deliver every time. We're going to do some pop culture pick them with the boys if in regards to best actresses, no, it's not a secret this time because Nick already told you last episode. Uh, we'll get into Super Wild Card Weekend, Nick's all-time favorite. Uh, and we'll review some of the happenings and going-ons of that. Then we'll move into the div- divisional round preview and picks, and we'll ask the internet – we'll answer the internet's burning question, which is what is your wildest or goofiest sports take that is believable? And actually improves the sport or the team or. Yeah, that, ma- that makes sports fun because that's the whole point of sports that I feel like, you know, for the most part, <laughs> a lot of people seem to miss. Uh, sports are meant to be fun. And, um, you know, that's all I have to say about that. So much like Trent Williams slipping off Dallas Cowboy fans, let's get on with the show. We're going to start with best actresses. I hit the randomizer in the pre-show prep. We ended up with the order of Nick, Jermaine, and Eric. 
So we will go ahead and move forward with that. Nick getting first overall pick. Uh, I'll start with Hollywood's favorite blonde bombshell. Currently, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie off the board from the jump. Um, I was pretty sure that wasn't going to be number one, so I'm actually kind of shocked right now. Ooh. Interesting. Uh, great pick. Love me some Margot Robbie. Focus, right. good movie. She does a fantastic, fantastic rendition of Harley Quinn as well mm-hmm. as most other movies she's in. So, and we're I not mean, talking about our hottest movie that she's in. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street, which is Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, yeah, that's where everyone fell head over heels, and she was next in line to dethrone this one, which I thought would be first off the list. I'm going with Scarlett Johansson. Fantastic pick. Yeah. That's that's who I thought would be for. Although these are the two choices for me personally, right? Right. That I would have said, but you know, she was in Marvel. She carried that franchise. It's doomed without her now. Right. Right. And you know, she was also Ghost in the Shell, which was a dope anime, right? About being a soul inside a robot and then everyone got mad because she was a white woman playing a robot which right. blew blew my mind what so, so nobody but nobody says anything when saiyans are depicted by japanese people as white yeah yep we just we're not gonna touch it we're right. we're just gonna go ahead and move on oh, well so I, put, I i put her on my list because you know exactly why she came on my list margot because, robbie or scarlett johansson no scarlett johansson why because if you guys have not seen Marriage Story, oh. it is the single best piece of acting from an actor and actress that I've ever seen in my life. That movie's great, and it's also awful at the same time. If, you, if you've seen it, you understand what I'm saying. God. It's really hard to watch, but it, <laughs> it is, is amazing. It's but it's amazing, amazing to watch. It's amazing, but it's the, also like... It's it's like watching like people are like Dunkirk was too long of a movie. It's like no Dunkirk, you're on you're you're feeling what those people went through at Dunkirk. You're literally like your skin is crawling the whole movie. Dunkirk was a masterpiece as well. And movies are supposed to make you feel something like like raw emotions. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, no, that's a that's a great pick. Um, I'm actually going to change my list and add someone who I said I wouldn't add <laughs> because of that. Cause she is terrific, but we'll go ahead and move on to Eric's first pick or last pick of the first round. And then Eric's first pick of the second round. Uh, so with the oh, first, I, one, wait, 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 hold on. Sorry. We'll now move on to Enrique's pick. Oh dude, we're not doing this anyway. Uh, with, with the, with the last pick of the first round, uh, I was going to save her for last, but I'm afraid one of you bastards will take her. So I got to go with Anne Hathaway. Oh, that's a good pick. Where Anne Hathaway will. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I encourage it? That was such a bad <laughs> joke. <laughs> that's a great pick. Everyone's favorite little princess is all grown up now. Terrific actress. Um, what's that movie she did with? Well, was it Love and Other Drugs with Jake? Love and Other Drugs. That movie's amazing. That movie's great. That was yeah. that's a, that's a little older. I'm sure she's done. Well, she was in Ocean's Eight, but. Um, yeah, that was that was what popped into my mind when you said it. So go ahead. What's your first pick of the second round? Uh, this is based off of merit. She doesn't make bad movies, um, and she's the OG Bobby Johnson. It's gonna be Meryl Streep. Oh, great pick! Yeah. I thought I could sneak that in there in my list. You had her down the list. Yeah, yo, she's a, you can't do that with arguably the greatest actress ever. 
You she know? can dance. She can sing. She can act. She Did can you, cook. She you can guys cook. That, uh, Mama you guys Mia. Don't look up, right? Yeah. yeah. When she was dude, the president, dude. That shit it. was absolutely hilarious. And sneakily, Meryl Streep could get it, bro. Of course, dude. Yeah. Sneakily. I'm yeah. looking like looking like she's, that freaking. She's, she's got a wonky nose. Let's be honest here. She's got a Sophie's Choice nose. Is what we'll that say. that nose makes me Sophie's, scared, bro. <laughs> All right, so those two have come off the board. So I'm out. I'm gonna go ahead and just mess with Eric with this next one. Um, I'm gonna take Anna de Armas. Oh, you no. Bastard. You fucking <laughs> bastard, dude. No. I knew I should have gone with her first, God oh, damn it. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, the steel the steel of the, the like, if you haven't seen Blade Runner 2049, if you haven't seen Knives Out, if you haven't seen the new James Bond. That's like bro. drafting Justin Jefferson after drafting motherfucking Jalen Rager right there. That was a great pick. Dog, I was shocked she was still on the board at this point in time with Eric having back-to-back picks. I had to go Marco Robbie. Yeah, and but he, Eric, no, blew it. Eric blew, blew it. it. And here's the thing. Every time we do this list, everyone comes back and says Jermaine wins, and it's because you guys just blow it. I did not, not blow it with Marco Robbie as a first pick. Yeah, yeah I got, well, I I mean, it, it's early, but I, st- I opened with Scarlett and Anna. Oh. Come on now. Oh, that's. I, a, I got the most. Never mind. That's a bummer, <laughs> Eric. I, Eric, I'm disappointed for you. At least <laughs> I didn't have a you choice. Could've... At least, at least I couldn't pick. I'm not picking you... Anna De Armas number one. That's not. That's, <laughs> that's not, not what happened. happening. Why not? Happening. She was good enough for Ben Affleck. Yeah, is Mar- is Marco Robbie number one? I mean, in my heart, would she you is. would you be angry at Marco Robbie with a first round draft pick? No. <laughs> Fuck no. I'll take. So there you it. go. <laughs> no one is. Yes, gonna, uh, this this draft has been upended by uh, chaos. Anna uh, right. is a great pick. All right, Nick. So you get to close out the second round after your shuck. Can he regain composure? And so all right. So, I, so I'm I'm I, I'm terrible at watching movies and movie theaters. So I just watched Eternals the other day, okay. and in the process of inter- of of. Eternals. Angelina I, sent a, I yeah. sent a Snapchat to my friends and I said, X actress can still get it. Angelina Jolie is still a baddie. And she's still a terrific actress. She is she, my she's she, my pick. She crushed that role in oh, Eternals. Yeah. She's still a terrific actress and and she hasn't aged. It's ridiculous. She's the opposite of Bismack Biombo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. She is the anti-aging gene. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Nick closed out with a solid choice. Hey, we've got look. There's not a bad choice yet, but Eric is Eric's mad at him. So Eric is he's, so mad. He hasn't recovered. I'm literally getting that girl tattooed on me one day. You literally, uh, you literally picked two great actresses. He was gonna hit. Did you you know what he was gonna hit me with? And he said, "Never mind." He's hmm. just like, "Yeah, but mine have more more Oscars." Than right. Yeah. Right. He was a hundred percent. I was gonna make a bad joke and be like, "Mine are still more fuckable," but at this point, like, it's just not. That's just not. That's just not true. <laughs> like. All right. So open up the third round with your first pick, Nick. So I'll go. So I got I got the old baddie. I got the new baddie. I'm gonna go with somebody who I really. Who I really think is a great actress in Marion Cotillard. Nice, yeah, Fan- she- fantastic actress. Obviously, she- killed it 
in the third Batman. Uh, killed it in Inception. Shout out the French. Yeah, she's, a, she's I, you know, she's, I, a, I, she's a little bit of a low key smoke too. I wasn't paying attention, but every time I watched a movie with her, it was fire. Right. You know what I mean? But like, I didn't pay attention. Like it was because of her, and right. I was just like, yo. I need to start like looking up her movies and just watching them because I was she's, like, not. She's a great actress. She is. And she's not bad to watch for two two hours, two to two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, so far there hasn't been one named that's been bad to watch for that long. Right. Very true. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and, and throw a little curveball in here. Uh, probably could pick her at the end if I wanted to, but I'm gonna go with Allison Brie. Great choice. Yeah. So she's in Community. She's in uh, sli- what was it? Sleeping with other people. That's a in- show on Netflix. She's on or the what? wrestling show. Is it wrestling? Glow. Or yeah, glow. Glow. There glow. Yeah. Glow. Yeah, I was about to say that. Glow. So in the eighties, there was a wrestling promotion called the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, and it was all women. It was all women. They went around touring and put on their own wrestling shows, and so they made a. What, is, what would you call it? Like a drama based on that, right? So I feel like I, I liked my first two picks enough. I went and got the girl that I really, really like a lot. And that's who I'm going to take in the third round. All right, Eric, who do you got for? All right. So I'm trying not to have another situation where you guys pick somebody. So I'm going to reach here. I shouldn't <laughs> do it, but I'm going to reach. I'm going to go Elizabeth Olsen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a reach. Yeah. yeah, God damn it. Yeah, that's definitely a reach. I mean, why are you angry? You said it was a reach because I could have yeah. saved it. And I could have saved it. That was who you wanted. Yeah, I mean, like the 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 best actress of the Olsen uh, triplet of the Olsen of the Olsen triples. I mean, she's in good stuff. She's not bad to look at. I just don't think she's that as good as everyone says she is. I would agree with that. Yeah, I haven't watched a movie yet where her, a- her acting was really that good. No, she was the she wasn't even the best one of that. No, I mean she was carried by everyone else in that movie. This will be an off 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 recording conversation. We'll talk about this later. But uh, although it was a good movie and she didn't make it worse by any means, but like I don't know, I just haven't seen it yet. It's your uh, pick. It's your pick. Yeah. First pick of the fourth round. This is strictly my first Hollywood crush. She's great in everything she does. The Mayor of Easttown was probably my favorite show last year. I got to go with Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet was your first crush? Dude, have you seen the Titanic? It's, it's Titanic, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. that was like the 90s. That was like late I was 90s. born that in 91, like, that was like That was like 99 when Titanic came out. You didn't yeah. like yeah. anyone before that? Jennifer Love Hewitt was my first crush. Her and her and Nev Campbell. I had a thing for brunettes. I mean, it came out in 1997. I was five years old when it came out. Like, um, yeah, she's my first Hollywood crush. Okay. Yeah. It's a good pick. <laughs> it's a good pick. I'm not, yeah, I don't I like don't, you guys' I, reactions. I don't think any of us were picking it. That's, yeah, pure, that's, yeah, that's, I think, that's yeah, purely you, why, like. We, we feel like you reached a little bit. And so I'm going to go ahead and take the one that you should have taken here. And I'm going to take Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Okay. 
She's dude. I mean, horrible bosses. Terrific. Horrible bosses. Terrific. The movie with Adam Sandler, Jennifer Addison, fire. You single-handedly ruined her for me. I don't even look at her the same. Why? Because I thought she was American sweetheart, and then you so eagerly pointed out how much of a piece of shit she was on Friends and how much of a bad person she was, and now I just don't like her character. Yeah, but that was Friends. She was a young young actress. She's probably cool now. (laughs) Bro, that's the role she played. She played Rachel the character. I just... she was they all intertwined for me. Yeah, she was toxic in that show, bro. And everyone gives her a pass, and then I blow people's spot up <laughs> by simply making statements in regards to her and Ross's relationship, and then people get all mad at me because I ruined it. <laughs> like Mike, what's it's? I'm not. It was true. Everything I said was true. But all right, I guess that's that's what we're doing. Jennifer Aniston. I, 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 I think it's a good pick. She's only 34. Jennifer Aniston is only 34. No, no. I was sorry. like, get out oh. of here. I was like, what? <laughs> no, I was, I was looking at someone else completely. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I need to reevaluate how I feel about Friends. Because <laughs> if she was like 12 when I was eight watching Friends, like, there's some major issues that we have not talked about with the national broadcasting company. <laughs> Oh man, we'd have they're some... trying to make her a sex symbol at 12 years old. <laughs> we'd have some major concerns, Whoa. bro. Oh, dude, you just my brain, you just like <laughs> switch, you just like, the telephone operator. My brain was just switching wires right now. Dude, wow, there is no way this sentence is true. So I'll go with, I'll go with a, a another Jennifer. Mine's gonna be J Law, Jennifer Lawrence. You were just telling me the other day and you didn't like her. Yeah, well, I do. Because I watched Passengers again, and it was a good movie. <laughs> Dude, you just, all you got to watch is Silver Linings Playbook. She's a terrific actress. Nick yeah. was literally burying her the other day. Though. Yeah, and then I watched her movie. You can skip Hunger Games. Like, yeah, she's pretty good. I mean, the Hunger, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the Hunger, Hunger Games are just, they're fun. It's like popcorn movies. You're not going for it for anything good. But Yeah, but like Passengers, fantastic movie. Yeah, like you said, Lining Silver Playbook. Lining Playbook, fantastic don't, movie. Don't look up. Don't look up, fantastic movie. She makes hits, bro. She just makes, yeah, she makes hits. Uh, the, uh, what I said to you the other day, Jermaine, and still something that annoys me, is I don't like my actors and actresses to be very relatable if they're <laughs> not like relatable people. Like I get why Adam Driver is relatable because he used to be a Marine Corps mortarman. <laughs> like he has nothing to do but be relatable. But, like, I don't know. You're an actress. Like, you're better than me. Act better than me. No, that's not how she thinks. I guess not. And I don't like it. (laughs) All right. Uh, All right. So so I'll I'll finish out. So I've got uh, Margot Robbie, Angelina Jolie, Marion Cotillard, uh, and Jennifer Lawrence. I'm going to keep going with the eternal train here. She's been a baddie since, like... Selma? You're going to get Selma off the board? Doc. <laughs> Tell me you're going to get Selma. She's dope as fuck, Since, bro. like, what? She was in, what was that? What was the first Tarantino movie with the vampires? Dust Till Dawn? Yeah. Dust Till Dawn, yeah. Dog, that was, like, what, 96? The first thing I remember her in, because I didn't watch that when I was a kid because my mom wouldn't let me. But uh, first one I remember her in was Fool's Rush In with Matthew Perry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
that's like the first movie I remember her in, and I was just like, yo. I mean, she's was she in the Zorro movies? Yeah, she. Oh wow! No, that was that was Catherine Zeta Jones. She was Uh, in the uh, Desperado. She was in Desperado. uh, She makes, but yes, watchable. (laughs) She makes what? Grown Ups watchable. Grown Ups is a watchable movie. You should grow up, Eric. It's a great movie. Grown Ups is a bad movie. No, it is not. I'm with you. Uh, It's awful. It's, it's awful- like it's like if you and I got if like us three got together and made a movie. That's how I view it. It's friends getting together and making a movie. Now Adam Sandler does make it like he's God among men. But well, he still. probably is in that group. Yeah. <laughs> Were you pointing oh, at both of us, Eric? Yeah. Exhibit A and Exhibit B. Well, I am in this group. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know we have a God among us? It's Jermaine. God King, King God Jermaine. God King, Jermaine. God King. It's All Emperor. Right. It's Emperor God King. I evolved in 2022. No, just God King. Emperor God I, King. No, I do not grant you. We we grant you a seat on this podcast, but we don't <laughs> grant you the title of Emperor. Oh, God you King. grant me. You yes. grant me. I's the one that gave you freaking God King. Did I just say eyes? <laughs> I don't know what you wow. just said. Wow. God, King, God King was from Secret Wars. That was Emperor God King Doom. Right, but I don't want to give you Emperor God King. I'm giving you God King Jermaine. Because I'm a kind God Leonidas. All right, so, yeah. So, that's so right. Selma Hayek is my final pick. All right, so I have a, a few honorable mentions. And I just want to just fuck with Eric. Don't just, do it. Just don't name them all. No, just name them all now. We'll do it at the end. We'll do don't it at do the it. end. Make no, your pick. Fuck Enrique. <laughs> We're gonna have to revisit this post show, bro. You know how I feel about that fucking name. I literally changed oh, my name legally in the courts. Is that upsetting to you, Eric? Uh, nah, not even, not even, not even a little ups- bit. Is that name upsetting to you? No, it just reminds me of the father that abandoned me. Oh, woe is you. <laughs> Woe is you. Everybody's de- like like Jermaine once told me. Everybody's depressed. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Emma Stone. A solid pick. Knew that yeah. was coming. I'm just, I- I'm just saying solid picks if they're on my list. If they're on this <laughs> notepad that I wrote down. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Emma rounding Stone, out a, with a better looking, better acting Amanda Siegfried. Yes. That is that is <laughs> essentially. But Emma, I I do want to, I do want to clear something up here. Emma Stone is not as hot as everyone makes her out to be. She's like normal, real hot. Like she's like you can see her at Target. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) you can approach her at Target and be like, "What's up?" You can't go up to like fucking Salma Hayek and be like, "Hey, my name's Eric. Like, what's popping?" Like, like get the fuck away from me, peasant. Like, first of all, when has that ever worked for you? (laughs) Hey, my name's Enrique. What's popping? Oh my god, dude. Oh my god! I just had a visual of Eric like like <laughs> leaning on like the like uh the the like two dollar like Target stand that's like always seasonal. And he's like leaning there and he's like, oh, he's like, what's good, girl? What are you shopping for today? Seasonal clothing? He's like, yeah, just go that way. Changing rooms are on the right. Hey, how, you, the hey right. how you doing, little ma? <laughs> hey, little ma, you come to Target often? Hit her with the uh, the Joey. The how you doing? Eric's cat calling, <laughs> cat calling moms in Target. 
can I get you a Starbucks? <laughs> yeah. Would you like pretzels, girl? You like muffins? They got ices too. <laughs> Hit this dollar section so I can spoil your ass. God, dude. Uh, all right, so I rounded out my five. Eric, who you got here? Uh, this was tough because there's three candidates, and uh, two of them are going to have to go on honorable mentions, but I'm going to go with Charlize Theron. All right. It's a good pick. She's insane, though, right? <laughs> Didn't it come out that, like, she's, like, she's single because she just can't hold – she can't, like – she's just a crazy person? Sounds fun to me. Was it her, the person that was like literally like publicly advertising that she wants a boyfriend, like wants somebody to date her? Uh, what I saw was she went on Ellen, and Ellen tried to hook her up with a whole bunch of young Hollywood actors, but oh, yeah, huh? I heard, she is I've... South African. I've heard they're a little wild over there, so I don't know. I've heard none of this. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> great, great actress, though. Yeah, I. She's just never. I guess maybe that's why that I've heard none of this. She's just never like popped into my head like that. But she's all. She's always made good movies. Yeah. Fucking what was that movie? That movie was that was fucked up. Monsters Ball. Monsters no, Ball. Yeah. That's was she in Monsters Ball? Yeah. No, no. She was. Yeah. No, she's in Monster where she plays the uh, serial killer. Yeah, Monsters Ball is Halle Berry. Yeah, where she kills all those truck drivers. Ah, why would they release those movies around each other? <laughs> Because it was the 90s. People were just cranking out movies that sounded the same. Well, she was in Monster, right? Yeah, what, Monster. Yeah. What, what year she won the Oscar for that, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. She was, oh, 2003, so I was two years Believe old. it or not, it was between her and Julia Louis-Dreyfus, because I love that lady, because she's a thug. Honorable mention? Yeah, you, you know who that is, right? No. Yeah, she's yes, Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah. All right, so Eric, who, so, so who'd you get? <laughs> I never really liked that show. Uh, so my five are Anne Hathaway, Merle Streep, Elizabeth Olsen, Kate Winslet, and uh, Miss Charlize Theron. Eric crushing the early 2000s super hard. <laughs> Jermaine. <laughs> All right, while Jermaine's laughing, I had Marion Cotillard, Margot Robbie, Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, and Jennifer Lawrence. I was just laughing because I did say, like, current, and you just you were like, yo, the early 2000s call. All uh, these chicks are still making movies, though. I know they are. It's just, uh, that was just a funny was joke. How high, how high did you get? <laughs> you got, your voice just got so high. Those chicks still making movies. <laughs> so I felt threatened, dude. They still making boofies. <laughs> Yo, that's exactly how he sounded. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I'm dying today. All right. <laughs> so my my shit, my list is uh, Scarlett Johansson, Anna de Armas, Allison Brie, Jennifer Aniston, and Emma Stone. Considering four of those were on my list, I can't really say it's a bad list. I could have yeah. sworn you were going to put Florence Pugh in there, bro. I was waiting for it. Who, me? waiting for it. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't it you? Oh, not, like she doesn't go top five, no. I don't fuck with Florence Pugh like that. First oh, of all, she doesn't even make honorable mention. Right. <laughs> like, Speaking of just... honorable mention, Zendaya. Okay, that's a good pick. Kate I Beckinsale. I don't fuck with her like that. Ooh. Oh, that was mine. That was mine. She's on my list. She's on my honorable mentions. Yeah, that's another oh, one. I was gonna put her too. <laughs> that's British perfection, right there, dude. 
Uh, the other one I had was Kate Blanchett. Great, yeah. And then I had uh, Natalie Emmanuel. Who's that? I knew nobody would pick her. That's why I had. That's why I left. She's in the Fast movies. She's the Morenita with the curly hair. Oh uh, uh, right. She right. was the Game of Thrones. She was right. the uh, Melisandre in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I had a. Melisandre. No, sorry, no. She, the, she was the advisor to. to yeah, Melisandre yeah, yeah. was the lady in red. The, yeah, the yeah. You're right. Sorry. We skipped the uh, honorable mentions: Natalie Portman and uh, Blake Lively. I think those two should be up there too. Oh, Blake um, Lively's pretty good. Mila Kunis. Mila mm. Kunis, yeah. Or yeah. Carmen Helen Electra. Hello, Bottom Carter is a fantastic actress. Yeah, she's not making my top ten. Though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's great. Every movie she every well, basically every Tim Burton movie ever has her in it. Yeah, she's a terrific actress, just in right. general. And then uh Amelia Clark, keep it in the Game of Thrones family. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all good. All I right, mean, so that yeah. All right, so that wraps that wraps up the pop culture pick'em. We'll go ahead and move on to today's burning question from the internet. And uh, it is, what's your goofiest sports take that you actually kind of believe? Do you want me to read some of the examples, or do you guys just want to get into ours? Yeah, read like read a couple of the examples so people can get what we're talking about. All right, so read like the top three, the, the three that we like the best. Uh, okay, so <laughs> if a play being reviewed is cool enough, it should always count. <laughs> of course. <laughs> if, a pen- if a hockey player gets a penalty that extends into the next period, they should have to sit in the box during intermission. Um, let's see. There's this one that everyone thinks is a great idea. If you beat a team in the playoffs in any sport, you should be able to take one of their players and add them to your team for the remainder of the playoffs. Um, every NFL team has three punts. They use them like timeouts. The warning track should be made of trampoline. Also, to insert myself with this, uh, I want to actually get like a poll. So if you guys listen to this, text myself or Jermaine or Eric how many people have heard of slam ball yeah Eric had never heard of that bro no 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 I, it just didn't register when we talked I, about it I, I feel like as a young as sense. a young sports fan growing up slam ball was like the game it was yeah, like only slam around for like a tight. season it was like the arena football league it was only popular for like a season why do I remember it for like three years how long would it was slam ball around? Anyways, Eric, what's <laughs> so, that up? That was that was such a wild sport. It needs to come back. That's it's made for 2022. You know it's what just, I mean? It's just made for watching. It yeah. had two seasons. It ran from 20 oh 2020 2002 <laughs> to 2003. Holy fuck, I fucked that up. But yeah, 2002 <laughs> to 2003. <laughs> Eric died on, on yeah, camera. Let's, like let's listen. We have enough football. Let's forget the XFL. Let's make a let's make an investment into slam ball, bro. Slam ball, G League, NBA. That's the tra- that's the trajectory. Let's re- let's replace college hoops with slam ball. <laughs> let's Nothing a- translates more to the modern NBA game than <laughs> this- jumping on trampolines over people. <laughs> yeah, of course, exactly, exactly. We'll get a sixty four seed tournament of slam ball. I just want to see. Imagine putting Zion, like imagine a couple years ago putting Zion Williamson on a trampoline. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the dude was gonna hit his head on the ceiling. Right. <laughs> well, you, you'd have to play outside. 
<laughs> Yo, so um do you think we could do you think we could buy the rights to Slam Ball? Like it's, who's owned can't. by Spike? Does Spike even exist anymore? No, Spike's done. So there's Ooh, gotta dude, be a Spike, Spike Oh, TV. it's owned by Paramount. It's owned by Spike, Paramount. Spike TV. Spike TV used to be the jam. Pros versus Joe's. Did you ever did you ever watch the show? Joe Schmo show? No, uh uh-uh. uh. It was really like the only reality show I ever really got into. And I only remember one season. But there's one dude on the show who thinks it's a reality show and everyone else is a paid actor. That's amazing. That's fucked up. The Joe Schmo show. Look it up. I'm I'm telling you, bro. I I used to watch it after uh pro wrestling. The Joe Schmo show. Yeah, there it is, dude. It's a reality television hoax created by who cares? Yeah, the show had three seasons. Yeah, the show's premise is that a target person or people are led to believe that they are contestants on a reality television show. In reality, all the other participants in the purported show, including the hosts, are actors, and the actions and the outcome of the purported show purported show are all scripted in an attempt to elicit comedic reactions from the targets. That's amazing. It's awesome. It's so good. I cannot believe it only had three shows. I mean, that three seems seasons. Like per- that seems like perfect. It's, right? it's better than you think it is, bro. Because it's ridiculous. Right. Oh, dude. I, if we could buy the rights to Slam Ball and Joe Schmo, Room 303 could be a real moogle. <laughs> <laughs> We'd we'd be uh what would be we'd be uh doing disruptive marketing. <laughs> Dude, we need a we need to start our own media empire with those two shows and bring them back in twenty twenty two, bro. It'd be so much more wild now. Oh yeah. All right, so uh what are your takes on that question though? Goofiest sports ideas before we get derailed any further. I'll go first. So there's been a lot of criticism especially now as we get to, like, Hall of Fame ballots, of Coors Field as an outlier in baseball. And in 2007, or maybe 2004, somewhere in the early 2000s, the Rockies took their baseballs and started putting them in a humidor, basically to take away the atmosphere advantage that hitters got at Coors Field. I propose the complete opposite. <laughs> All 30 MLB teams should have an anti-humidor. And every single stadium should be played at Coors Field atmosphere. Oh, dude. I, if we Just get, get, get rid of the debate. Todd Helton, not a Hall of Famer. Get rid of the debate. We want to see Giancarlo Stanton hit 450-foot home runs at Marlins Stadium. Good. Let him hit 575-foot home runs with Coors Field balls. You don't, need to, you, you don't need to do – look, Rob Manfrod, you don't have to do uh, pitch clocks, robot umpires, man on second base. Just literally put the balls in an aerator. <laughs> and just like a cooler, like have the ump- – like have it right behind home plate. The umpire can crack it open when he needs to throw a ball back to the pitcher, and they can just slug at it as far as they go. 
I think that's a great idea. Per- personally, I, that would just make baseball ridiculous. It'd be like 14, 13 games <laughs> listen, every time. Listen, I grew, I've probably been to, I don't know, 200-plus Colorado Rockies games. And I have to say, probably 40% or more of them ended in greater than 20 runs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wild number. If you don't think that baseball would be more exciting – with just dudes just absolutely clubbing home runs. Like, all right, then move the walls back. Let's move the walls back to 600 feet. God, that'd be boring to watch. We'd have to add, like, extra outfielders. Bring it in there. Let them play. Let them play, like, the, Yan- the Yankees already did. They already brought it in, bro. The DH has to play medium center field. <laughs> Yes, if we're going to have a universal DH, just scrap that rule and put him in the field anyways. The universal DH has to play catcher, but your catcher in full gear has to sit out and set a field. <laughs> oh, my God. Full, not- <laughs> full gear in the outfield is just torture, bro. That's but, all right, but not taking away from my idea, every single MLB ballpark should it basically aerate, for lack of a better word, aerate their balls to Coors Field pressure. Bro, and each team gets one at bat per game where they can use a giant cork bat. <laughs> right. Not even a <laughs> giant cork bat. Just like a just like one cork bat. <laughs> Imagine giving like Aaron Judge a cork bat. He'll hit the <laughs> ball seven hundred and fifty feet. That's what we want to see, right? Push the, push the walls back and play with cork bats. It's either that or they get to use one of the new two piece aluminum bats. Oh my god, I haven't even seen those. The new composite, like the new composite, like titanium and carbon fiber aluminum bats. Oh my god, those balls probably go <laughs> far as hell. It, they they banned them in they banned them in high school because a third base coach got killed. What? Yeah. So this F- so, wait, third base got blapped? Yeah, it got blapped. <laughs> so this is 2010, right? This is 2010. Eastern released this bat called the CF4. The CF4 <laughs> oh was a two-piece carbon fiber bat. It hit the ball so hard that a kid in that a kid in Florida hit a ball, hit his coach head coach in the head with a foul ball and killed him instantly. Man. So they were like illegal. <laughs> the the coach fire four, huh? Yeah. That's what the CF4 stands for? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that's that's wild. I've yeah. never heard that story in my life. So give that to Aaron Judge and just let him kill a couple of Hell second base. Hell no. If you do that, you have to put up like hockey, hockey rink like glass <laughs> down let, the sideline. Let, let, let him kill a couple of fans, a couple of second basemen. Hell, a couple of center fielders. Nah, because we're going to feel bad, make this joke, and the first fan dead is a baby. Right. But then, then you know what I mean? Bro, because that's what that's what's gonna happen. That's the risk we take. We're saving baseball. <laughs> if a couple of babies have to die to save baseball, <laughs> okay, we went into dark territory. All right, all right, Eric. Let's hear your idea. Get us on back on topic. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say one that I think should just happen. Right, this is not my pick, <laughs> but I believe that all leagues should broadcast with their players mic'd up. We shouldn't have commentators anymore. But outside of that. What we were talking about earlier in the NBA, if a player commits a flagrant one or two, or there's a tech between two players, they should have to play one on one for two minutes. 
I agree with Jermaine in the pre-show. That that could lead to some fantastic. Like you could get like Trey Young against LeBron, or like you know Dame against PG. But it could also lead to just some awful, some awful one-on-ones. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna get Giannis. Or how about this? Imagine Isaiah Stewart versus (laughs) Derrick Jones Jr. Hey, man. Nobody nobody wants to see that. For two minutes, they're just going to be chasing a ball around. How about about the captains of each team have to play each other? So that way we can can guarantee star matchups. I like it. And to piggy. And and if the captain is sitting that game, he has to play in street clothes. (laughs) (laughs) What if he's got a torn ACL? Doesn't matter. He's playing. Better, better, better! Give us the best two minutes of his life. Strap me up, trainer. Strap me up. All right. So, I I had one more here. No, it's just I think it's a bullshit rule. I think they should take away the quarterback slide in NFL. I think you're out there. Everybody's a grown man. Take your licks like everybody else does. Hold on. (laughs) Let me just talk about physics for you for (laughs) for a second, Eric. How big do you think the average quarterback is? I don't know, six three. They're a grown up. Right, 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 right. And you're but in like, the league, dog. Right, but like poundage wise. They weigh more than Boston Scott. And Boston yeah. Scott gets lit up all the time. Yeah, but he's I'm fat. just saying, like, let's stop. You you don't think Josh Allen should be able to take a hit? Like he's what, six six, like two fifty? I just no want to see he's Patrick. Not, Josh Mahomes Allen is not game. Cam Newton size. Josh Allen is. That's why they always compare him to that. I'm looking I'm just up. saying I think it's bullshit that players can like QBs get to slide. If you're going to run out there... Running backs can slide. 6'5", no. 238. It's not Cam Newton. 6'5", 238, you said? Damn. Oh, my God. 12 pounds and an inch. That's, that's, that's what she said. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you know it goes on my dating profile? Oh, <laughs> uh, just, just to piggyback off Eric's. I had a similar rule about player flops, the take foul, which is the bane of my existence now after the recent foul rule change, uh, technical foul and flagrant. Uh, if any of those situations happen, instead of shooting free throws and getting the ball or whatever, you should just get a sixth man on the court for two minutes to two and a half to four minutes or five minutes for or until you score 10 points. Right, I think it should. You should go off the hockey thing. So obviously, hockey. If you commit a major penalty, you get to be on that power play until you score. In basically for five minutes, right? Yeah, until, or, or until you score ten points, yeah, or like a score. double minor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I think the idea that we talked about pre-show would be better, of putting him in like a glass sealed booth and everybody just gets to talk crap about him. <laughs> but like it, it's on the it's like on the court like it's by the announcer booth you can't do it with today's kids they're sensitive bro well maybe it'll toughen them up <laughs> no it won't people will just cry it's rude ah. dude he's getting paid millions of dollars shut up right. <laughs> no add a six man let's go six on five and let's just see what kind of chaos that brews how many alley-oops do you think happens in a six on five <laughs> a lot <laughs> oh i just thought of one because we've talked about this before in, in like in our drunken rants about how to make sports better, Jermaine. Substitutions in basketball are on the fly. Oh, dude, <laughs> yes. That was our favorite rule. We took the way hockey subs in right. their players, and right. we added it to NBA, bro. Right. 
and it's just happening. It has to be, it has to be on the plot. speeds, bro. I would watch. Listen, I I don't watch basketball. A lot of people have asked me. They've been like, "Well, you you do this sports podcast, but you don't watch basketball." Well, no, I don't. It doesn't interest me. But if basketball substitutions were on the fly. I would 100% watch every single basketball game. We'd have to make the court a little wider and a little longer, but right. I absolutely think so, that is So it's brilliant. a running clock? We just keep a running clock at that yes, point? Yes, 100%. We're trying yeah. to speed the game. That was my other thing because I was just like, yo, sports games are just taking too long now. Let's let's get them over and done with. Ain't nobody trying to live four hours watching a, watching a hoops game. I mean, we're not trying to do it. Uh, so we sped it up. We added the hockey ball. We added what else? Do we added something else? And <laughs> we were doing it. I think we had some sort of mercy rule, like when like, there's a yeah, ball yeah, there, yeah. If there, well, because that was my that was my biggest complaint about basketball <laughs> is that if a team goes up by twenty, like within like a certain time frame, like if a team is up by twenty in the last like three minutes, it just becomes like unwatchable basketball. Yeah, I don't def- think that was the rule that we came up with, but like up by 30 with like five minutes left, like game's up. Yeah, there was some like we had a halftime rule because <laughs> so, we were watching a Trey Young, Trey Young getting blown out game. And we're just watching Trey Young shoot the worst shot selection of our lives <laughs> right. to try to come back, <laughs> to try to come back. And we're like, dude, we need a halftime rule. Like if you're down, <laughs> I oh, think that's what it was. If you're down 30 or more at halftime, the game's over. Right, because teams will generally come back and like like lose by ten because they put their you know bottom of the bench players. You starting a company over there, Eric? <laughs> you find a good nose vein over there, <laughs> Eric? Starting a a good old nose mining company over there. <laughs> Bro was in there for a minute, dude. dude. I mean, like, like he had me, he had me talking, looking at the screen, getting distracted by him, have enough time to be like, what is he doing? And you were still digging. And you gave like this look too, like your far off look. No, like it was what got you is he switched hands. <laughs> he right. switched your hands. one hand. Your one hand had, got tired. Had you had to get better the, angle. You had to get dude. the hook in there. I had to get a better angle. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my goodness! Let's talk about Super Wildcard Weekend. <laughs> hold, hold on, I didn't even get to do mine yet. I thought you did. I thought that was. I thought the the no, six I was, five. Okay. I was piggybacking right, off Eric. So these are football related. You remember we talked about these. Instead of an overtime tie, the team's offensive linemen with a kicker anchor compete in a tug of war to determine the winner. Right, but the kicker doesn't get to use his hands. He has to use his legs. He gets yeah, he, employed by his legs. He gets to use his legs. He's, he gets it tied around his waist, and right. he can only run away. Right. Yeah, he has that's, to run. That's, yeah, he has to run. He's the anchor. He's got the rope tied around He's him on the facing. back. Well, I had him like facing down in a squat, but I like the idea more if he's set up in like an athletic stance and he has to try to walk the rope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how he's gonna do it. Back towards the tug of war, so he has no clue if his team's right. getting a, crushed. A or meteoric not. rise of ACL tears is what's about to happen. You're about I, to see. I, I love it because it brings it puts the spotlight. Like it would really put the spotlight on like good offensive lines. Bro, right. they work as a team. You just start hearing the Indianapolis coach. He yeah. <laughs> right. If you like, if it comes down to like, hey, we've played right. We've played sixty minutes of football. We've no, played. It would be seventy at that time. We're, no, no, and that's why I'm saying we've played sixty minutes of regulation. We've played ten minutes of overtime. We're not going to tie though. <laughs> Send the boys out there. <laughs> 
Send the boys out there. It has to be the offensive line that you conducted the last play of the field with, though. So you can't, like, substitute. Okay, I'm you with You can't, it. like, substitute your biggest guys. You could on, like, the last play. I really just want to see offensive linemen tug of war. <laughs> get rid of coin flips. <laughs> Let's get an offensive lineman. Yeah, for everything, for every decision. <laughs> Pass interference penalty, offensive line tug of war. Clear the field. <laughs> Coach's challenge. Coach's challenge. <laughs> offensive line tug of war. All right. Speaking of pass interference, because this is a professional podcast, the last one we have, if a PI is called, two, the two players involved must compete in an Oklahoma drill to determine down and distance. If it so, is an offensive it, PI, the offensive player must stop the defensive player ball carrier. I, I love – so I love this because I love the idea of like – a defensive a defensive back commits a penalty. The wide receiver is obviously hot but can't do anything about it. This allows him to do something about it. But Eric, pre-show, you brought up something that was hilarious, which is in a trick play where the quarterback is the wide receiver, <laughs> wouldn't defensive backs and linebackers purposely commit pass interference? 100%. Oh, no. I guess we have to do an Oklahoma drill now. 100%. And we'd have, we'd have you know, Tom Brady – lining or like Kyler Murray <laughs> lining up across from like a Vontez perfect future Ray Lewis hybrid. I it just I just imagine Tom Brady sitting on the floor with his back and then having <laughs> to watch this dude roll over, stand up and then full on sprint to try to get past the DB. It'd be the funniest no shit gonna, ever. There's no way. Tom is going to be on a knee trying to get up, and he's going to get absolutely murdered by the linebacker. We say that until he fucking stiff arms the shit out of somebody and he ends up in the end zone. Or, his, or hits him with a little juke. <laughs> could you? Quarterbacks could literally be the best. You could literally end a defender's career without injury if just like the slowest. Like imagine like a quarterback like Peyton Manning who runs like a six-second 40-yard dash, like hitting a little stutter step, and the defender goes right <laughs> by him no nfl team would sign that defender oh i'm gonna give you another option what if they have to play walk ball <laughs> but it has it's seven on seven walk ball it's it's skeleton drill walk ball you got tom brady putting the moves on out there oh God walk ball always has those like big like aggressive like shoulder fakes like shoulder fakes i love it can we just get what? Like, can we get like that? Should be overtime. <laughs> regular foot, regular football for sixty minutes. Walk ball at the twenty for overtime with special teams. With, with special teams. <laughs> oh my god! How, how far do you think a kicker can kick it walking up to the ball? I don't know. That's a good idea for overtime instead of Walk a tug of war. Walk the, ball. the kickers compete. The kickers compete kicking from 10, 20, and the first one to miss loses it for the team. Whoa. Because we, we see on hard knocks every year. Drafted. We see on hard knocks every year that kickers will end practices for people in training camp. They'd yeah. be like, hey, if you make this, if you make this field goal, if you make this punt. You the, like no no practice tomorrow. I'll give you guys Monday off. Or or now I'm just spitballing, but offensive linemen catching punts shootout style. 
So each team gets five opportunities, and it's the other team's punter is punting to the offensive lineman. So and it's offensive lineman have to secure the punt. So it's rugby style, right? And the 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 largest net yards gets the ball first in overtime. Five defensive linemen against five offensive linemen. <laughs> Dude, I'm... the defensive lineman has to kick the ball to the offensive lineman. We're on to something here, bro. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought about this, but what if uh, an old lineman gets a holding call? The player, the defense has the option to either do the 10 yards or they're down an old lineman for the next play. Ta-da. Oh, no way. way, bro. But, but the offense gets five yards. Yeah, if you want to run the risk of your quarterback dying, right? But then he gets gets five. So, yards. so the, the you either accept the holding penalty and you get moved back. So, like first and ten now becomes first and twenty, or it's four down linemen and it's now first and five. <laughs> uh, dude, that'd be. I would love to see it because then you'd have to see like. Cameron Bright blocking Miles Garrett, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> which or or, she, or or them trying to stack against a house blitz on first and five. PSA to all offensive coordinators out there who try to get cute with their play calling and think a tight end can block a defensive end. For the love of God, it hasn't worked for twenty five years. Quit that shit already. One man has been able to do it over twenty five years. Rob Gronkowski. Well, I was going to say George Kittle. Oh, George Kittle is yeah, it was, cause that man's a freak of nature. Those, it's those two people, yeah. Because that man's because Kitt- George Kittle's an offensive lineman that followed a strict diet. Yeah, I, <laughs> dude, we got to give him credit for the hands. <laughs> well, yeah, and also can catch really well. All right, Nick, take us into Super Wild Card. All right, so obviously Super Wild Card weekend last week, uh, the. <sighs> We call it super super wild card weekend because there was a game on Monday. Yawn. So the uh, the uh, first game that we got was uh, Las Vegas and Cincy, right? Uh, there has now been, gentlemen, a text fired off about a Cincinnati Bengals playoff win. Jermaine, you and I both talked about it. We thought the Bengals could win, but we weren't willing to put money on the Bengals winning until they showed us that they do. Now they're going to the Super Bowl, right? No, they're not. They're losing to Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) So then we saw uh, New England go into Buffalo. Uh, Unfortunately, the Patriots hype train stops because they faced basically New England of five years ago. Right, Buffalo's <laughs> New England of five years ago, right? Uh, just sure. with a better quarterback and actually a primetime wide receiver. Better quarterback? Yeah, I think Josh Allen's a better quarterback than Tom Brady. That's my that's my uh, speechless take of the podcast. No, I don't actually believe that. <laughs> yeah, Josh I know. a better quarterback than I Tom was going to leave it alone. I was just yeah. like, all right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> but Buffalo absolutely waxed. New England. Oh, I have some fun stats. Let me hear them. Um, first time in the Bill Belichick era that they've allowed a touchdown score on four consecutive drives. Can can we verify that the Bills had a perfect game? I've been seeing this floating around social media. The Bills had the first ever perfect game. No sacks. What was it? No sacks. So no no punts, punts. No sacks. They they converted all their and, third downs. Um. No but turnovers. 
no turnovers. But I did. I so I read a perfect game would mean that Josh Allen didn't have any incompletions, which he did. But as far as like dumb, that's dumb. That just seems ridiculous. (laughs) Come on. But as far as like how as a unit having a perfect game, they literally did. They had no turnovers. They never they converted all their third downs. No punts. Touchdown on every drive. It was fucking amazing. They converted all their third downs, Eric. I yeah, never bro. saw that. That's what. <laughs> yeah, bro. They converted all their third downs. All of them. How like is this were... not talked about more? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like I've I've seen it on social media, and I've kind of like dismissed it because I'm like that seems ridiculous. No, they were okay. So they were six of seven on third downs. No, the third down they didn't convert was the final kneel down of the game, bro. Okay. Still, still goes down. Not converting a third down. Nah. They should have <laughs> fake. They should have fake spiked it. <laughs> So and when were, it was it was it was like a t- six for six in the red zone, and it's a touchdown on every one of their drives, right? Or no. points so points on every I, one I of their have, drives. I have six it pulled up here if you guys want me to read it. Yeah, that's what we've been asking. <laughs> all right, he's so back, ladies and gentlemen. A, they scored a touchdown on all seven offensive drives, excluding the kneel down at the end. They averaged twelve point three yards per so they pass. Didn't score on every drive. Six point zero yards per rush. No sack given up. Six for seven on third down. The only third down was the kneel down at the end of the game. So they more touchdown passes than incompletions. Five to four. Forty-nine of fifty-one plays uh, gained positive positive yardage. The two that didn't were the kneel downs, and uh, that's pretty much it right there. So yeah, we're no, messing. No, we're, we're, no, we're messing no around. No and no turnovers. We're messing around, but that's incredible. It's incredible, bro. <laughs> and to do it like that's like that's like a week four stat. They did it in the playoffs. <laughs> no, against a it. decent New England team. They did it against Billy Ballgame. Freaking Billy Beach Vacation is what he is. Right now. <laughs> yeah, Billy Gone Fishing is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a terrible coach. I'll go back to my take. Oh, Billy well. Belichick is <laughs> jokes, of course. Uh, so the, the third game that we had in the first NFC game was Philly played Tampa Bay. I feel like now we may not have the stats to back this up, but I feel like Tampa Bay converted all the opportunities and Philly missed all their opportunities. So the, they they were they were having the same uh, Bills uh, type situation where the Bucks had a perfect game as well until they went into the fourth quarter. Right, but what I'm saying is that like we we predicted that game was going to be within a touchdown. We said last week, Jermaine and I said we could see a 26-20 game from the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Right, the Bucks win 26-20. I feel like that game should have been 26-20, but the Eagles just couldn't execute, and the Bucks executed 100. percent The Eagles beat themselves. Yeah, right. I mean, the Bucks I, had a I, ton of short fields, and that's where they cashed in a lot of their scores. Right. I don't think that the I don't think that the Bucks win. I, or, sorry, I don't think that the Eagles win that game if they execute fully and don't beat themselves. But it's a lot closer than the scoreline indicates. There's only one unit from Philadelphia that showed up to play that game, and it was the D line. They sacked them four times. They sacked Tom four times. Other than that. Dallas Carter had two big drops. Jalen Rager muffed three punts. Uh, three? Hurts, he yeah, he muffed three, three punts. And he only lost one. one, but he muffed. Yeah, he muffed three, but he lost one. Oh, Jalen Hurts shit. consistently overthrew every single receiver on screen plays, on 
downfield middle. Of the, he constantly missed open. Um, uh, Devontae, uh, Devontae Smith was open the whole game. He was running the perfect routes, never looked at him. He only got like four catches the game. It was – you're completely right when you said they missed their opportunities. But Tom did what Tom does, little dink-dunk, five-yard passes, and they just ran down the field. Tom Brady cashes in on short field. If you right. give Tom Brady short field, he cashes in. Don't and, – and really just don't give the greatest quarterback of all time short field. Don't yeah. give him the ball – inside inside his 40 yeah. just just don't do it so, so i heard it, I, I heard in football it's a lot harder to, harder to score from your 20 than your opponent's 20 wait <laughs> what hold on john madden all right <laughs> all right so the so the second uh nfc game san francisco traveled into uh dallas to play the cowboys and hung on at the end because of some absolute bananas. Uh, just really like quarterbacks are the smartest position until you see them do this. And then you're like, <laughs> Dak Prescott, like not like. Call not, an audible young man. <laughs> like not like, like, first of all, Dak Prescott quarterback draw. He slides down at the end of the game. And then they race up to the line acting like it's a backyard football game and we spot the ball ourselves and then tries (laughs) and then tries to keep the ball away from the ref when the ref is trying to spot the ball clock runs out dallas loses bro dallas fans fans throw stuff at the refs but end up hitting their own players which is kind of just a microcosm of how the game went yeah dallas couldn't even hit the refs you know what i mean like (laughs) they just hit their own players Bro, after every play in the NFL, the ref spots the ball. Right. What? You see it all the time on two-minute drills. Right. A receiver catches it, a running back catches it, a tight end catches it. They sprint back to the line and give the ref the football. Right. I, I, I don't, I don't know. This, this seems like this seems like a game that we were going to talk about another. Kyle Shanahan epic collapse he had the lead he had Dallas on the ropes Dallas comes back Dallas has the opportunity and Mike McCarthy out coaches himself again I I do want to point out that something that I haven't read and nobody's talked about for some reason and I think it was a huge factor for the Cowboys coming back in was Werner and fucking Bosa were out yeah, in the second I half, those, that's what I think if at. those two dudes were in the game, I think it's a repeat of the first half, in my opinion. I, who knows? But that's just how I feel. For sure. But Shanahan has had Bosa and Warner before and has still managed to coach himself out of a lead. True. Out of a Super Bowl. Out of a Super Bowl. Out, right? out of a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, but we but this we, we talked about last week, Jermaine. This was the game that we said is going to be we could see the Niners winning. Every other game, we could see the favorite winning, except for this game. Yeah, I told I told you, you hit me up early. Like, Dallas is minus three. Why is that? And I explained all the reasons. Right. And then you were like, oh, yeah, those, those are good points. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this, was, this was one of a few messages I, I sent about the 49ers-Dallas games to, our, to the Room 303 Fantasy League. Cowboys offense concerns me. When not playing really bad or hurt teams – uh, 
And so it concerns me when playing, not playing really bad or hurt teams. And then San Francisco can run the ball and dominate time of possession. I wouldn't be shocked if they sneak this one out. Plus, Mike McCarthy is a bonehead at clock, clock management. <laughs> if Shanahan yeah. has a lead at halftime, Dallas wins, though, because he can't protect the lead. Right. That was my exact message. Right. Was but, that and, not and, the game of football you watched? Well, yeah, but but the the second point that you mentioned took over the first point. Both coaches tried to lose this game, <laughs> let's be honest. Mike McCarthy just did a better job of losing the game than Kyle Shanahan, which is incredibly impressive. Also, since it's been floating around on the internet, I I don't like – there's this thing that's going around on the internet right now that says in 2013 the Washington Redskins staff included offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan, tight end coach Sean McVay, and quarterback coach Matt LaFleur. I don't think that 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 is that impressive. I mean, they're all in the playoffs still. I get it, but I want to know. I want to do like an analysis to see like what was the most stacked coaching staff in history. Yeah, I have no proof. Because there has to be a more stacked coaching staff than that. Like Bill Walsh's coaching staff or like a Mike Holmgren. Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells coaching staff. Uh, Bruce Arians is a slept on tree. Well, yeah, but I'm saying at one time, I want to know what the most stacked coaching staff – what is the most wins that a coaching staff has in history? So I found an article here. It's called By the Grueling Truth. It's the nine greatest coaching staffs in NFL history. You want me to read them to you? Well, I, look, look, Eric, I appreciate what you're doing right now, right? This real, this real fucking intern work, man. I appreciate that. I didn't even have to ask you to look that shit up. Yes, Eric, I'd love if you read that. Welcome back, Enrique. Welcome back. No, you're not even Enrique anymore. You've 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 assumed Eric 2.0. Welcome back, Enrique <laughs> is the name of the show. Right. Uh, all right. So number <laughs> nine, uh, and I'm gonna try to go through it quick. But number nine was the '92 Steelers. It was Bill Coward, Dom Capers, Dick LeBeau, and Marvin Lewis. Holy shit! <laughs> and it gets better. There's eight more than that. And then number eight was the 03 Eagles. It was Andy Reid, Brad Childress, Jim Johnson, Ron Rivera, Steve Spagnuolo, John Harbaugh, and Sean McDermott. Holy oh, and it gets better than that. Holy shit. There's seven more to go. Washington isn't even number 10. <laughs> uh, seven is the 92 Packers. It was Holmgren, Gruden, Dick Duron, Steve Mariucci, Andy Reid, and Ray Rhodes. What is wow. going on? I think I think that's worse than eight. Or I think that's that's worse than seven. All right. No, seven uh, is seven is worse than eight. Is what you're saying? Uh, I think it's higher because um, there's two Super Bowl winners on that. But anyway, number six was the '94 Browns. It's, it's Belichick, Saban, and Kirk Ferentz. That's it. Yeah, I don't. I'm just telling you what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's, number that's number nine. Yeah, <laughs> number five was the '86 Niners. It was Bill Walsh, George Seifert, Mike Holmgren, Dennis Green, and Ray Rhodes. Jesus Christ! Whoa, the Bears are who we thought they were. <laughs> that's Dennis Four. Green's greatest contribution to football. Four was the '75 Bengals. <laughs> that's disrespectful was... to that man. <laughs> <laughs> it was the '75 Bengals. Paul Brown, Bill Walsh, Bill Tiger Johnson, and Chuck Studley. I don't know some of those. Yeah, I don't know some. Of I'm sure, like if we look up stats, they'd be impressive. But so I'm be right, honest with you. Right now, the 2000, the 2003 Eagles is 
is mind blowing. It's still fucking me up, bro. So these next two are kind of old school. The number three is the '62 Chargers from San Diego. It's Sid Gilman, <laughs> Al Davis, and Chuck Knoll. Oh, okay. There's I guess two that's three Hall of Famers. So. There's, yeah, there's two yeah. awesome coaches <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know who was the first one you said. Uh, the first one was uh, Sid Gilman. He was the head coach. I don't know who that is. Al yeah. Davis was their OC, and Chuck Knoll was their DC. I do know those. <laughs> and then Man. it says Al Davis the, really had a glow up, didn't he? It said uh, Sid Gilman is considered the father of the modern pot passing game. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, number two. Was... <laughs> yeah, that impressed me, bro. Yeah, all right. Number two. Got it. Well, what's number one then? We no, love one of the no, greatest no, owners. That in was num- that was number three. This that was is three. Two. Okay. Number two was the '58 Giants. It was Jim Lee Howell, Vince Lombardi, and Tom Landry. Wait. Holy fuck! Tom Landry and Lombardi were on the we're same on staff. The same staff. Yeah, and not Lombardi was OC and Landry was DC. What? Who, who was the head, the head coach? coach? Staff? Jim Lee Howell. Howell. Who is that? I don't know who that is. I got a question. How was I... he head coach? <laughs> but let me re- let me read this. One of the greatest innovative offenses and defenses of all time. No, um, uh, Tom Landry and Vince Lombardi put the list. Whatever. Blah blah blah. It says Jim Lee Howell basically stayed out of the way of these two great coaches. No shit. Yeah, no I shit. I could have written that article knowing nothing about Jim Lee Howell. <laughs> All right, and then I'm you I could have been, been head coach and I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. And I have seen number one. I think it might be better than the Eagles one. The 1990 New York Giants. You know, Bill oh, Parcell. This you know, what's, you know what's the crazy thing? Hold on. Before you read number one, the uh-huh. 1958 New York Giants went nine and three. And with, I don't, and I don't think with, won a championship with Lombardi and Hunt. And they Gilman. lost it, and they lost a championship to the Colts. Wow! Oh my God, let's go look up that Colts team, bro. <laughs> it had nobody. It had to have Unitas, right? Oh no, Unitas was old, old. Uh, anyways, let's get to one. I I remember this '90s Giants team though. 90, 1990 New York Giants head coach Bill Parcell, wide receiver coach Tom Coughlin, DC Bill Belichick. Linebacker coach Al Groh, defensive line coach Romeo Cornell, and assistant special teams coach Charlie Weiss. What's going on? That's a staff. That's a great. Yeah, so you know I, I knew that staff. I don't know why that didn't come to my mind, but I knew that staff. You know what? That's okay. That's that all Eagles right. Eagles one, though, man. God That's damn. Bad. The Eagles. Why is the Eagles one so low? The Eagles read, one read, needs to be. Read high, the Eagles bro. one again. You said that was the 2007 Eagles. Three, uh, 2003. 2003. So this article, um, it says at the time it was written, it says that Harbaugh is the only coach that won a Super Bowl. So Eddie Reed's won one now. And uh, Jim Johnson never was a head coach, was he? He was always a DC, huh? Mm, he's one of the best DCs. At, I think Jim Johnson was a head coach for like three years, though. But, I mean, Ron Rivera coaching the Super Bowl. Sean McDermott, uh, he might be coaching the Super Bowl this year, so who knows? Read read the Eagles team again, the 2003 Eagles. Uh, Andy Reid, Brad Childress, Jim Johnson, Ron Rivera, Steve Spagnuolo, John Harbaugh, and Sean McDermott. That's incredible. And that's what, eight? Yeah. That's How is that eight? I don't know, dude. That needs that's to be one, higher. That's one of the greatest coaching staffs of all time. I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, it is on this list. They said these are the greatest coaching staffs. That's like time. a Madden-created coaching staff. That's wild to me, dude. There's so much talent on that. 
That yeah. '90s Giants one, though, I, I think we need that one. I think I think the '94 well, the ni- Browns the one, Niners? just because it was Belichick and Saban. I think that's why they made the list. But I mean, but but on. Saban's not a good NFL coach. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's easy to be a great college coach when you have five stars backing up five stars backing up five stars. Right, and you play Vanderbilt every year. Let me remind so, you that you play did, Vanderbilt every year. Did you, I was watching the Bama Georgia game and uh, uh, Menchie was already out with a knee injury, and then uh, Homie went down with a knee injury in the in the first quarter, and the announcer just literally like transitioned into the next five star wide receiver that's probably going to get drafted in the first round. It was just like Jesus Christ, man! He just stacks them up. Yeah. That's what so I'm saying, I think like- I, I think that at one point in that game. When Georgia's offense was playing Alabama's defense, that Stetson Bennett was the only non-four or five-star on the field. Yeah, you texted me that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And his name is Stetson Bennett the fourth, so he'll he'll do fine in the finance world. His life has never been hard. I don't want to hear a fucking thing. (laughs) Right. Right. I don't want to hear a thing. All right. So I don't. I just. I have to say this now. Uh, the reason why we got on this topic is because we were talking about Mike McCarthy versus Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers Cowboys game. Right. Okay, but let's let's transition now to Andy Reid. So the last <laughs> AFC game of the week on Sunday night, Pittsburgh Steelers traveled into Kansas City, and the Steelers are, speaking of bringing Dennis Green back for the second shout-out of the show, the Steelers are who we thought they were. Well, did you see Big Ben's pregame speech, which was done on like Friday or Saturday? Did yeah. You see, Najee Harris, Najee Harris, a uh, screenshot it was like, "Yo, dog, like really?" <laughs> Yo, his ben, response was Ben hilarious. got beat. Ben got beat on Thursday. Ben Ben was beat when the Chargers Raiders game didn't end in right. time, bro. Mike Tomlin went to sleep and never woke up. <laughs> I cannot believe Big Ben said that, bro. Oh, man. That man was done. That man was already focused on, like, 18 holes of golf in, like, Bermuda. <laughs> he didn't expect to be in the playoffs. And when he got there, he's like, I'm just happy to be here. I told everyone that that I was watching the game with, I'm like, I'm glad Big Ben's gone. Yeah, I never same. I never liked a dude. Can't stand him. Good riddance. Yeah. Now we could wax poetically about Mike Tomlin and not have to talk about Big Ben. <laughs> right. Maybe maybe Mike Tomlin can get him a mobile quarterback. I heard Lamar Jackson's on the market because Oh my like, God. Don't even get don't even start that. Don't even do that to me. <laughs> don't even give me that wet dream of Mike Tomlin with Well, but I but see, I don't know. I think Bill Belichick kind of ruined it for me. Because we Would said, what, be- is Bill, what, what does Bill Belichick need? A mo- uh, like a mobile quarterback. So we got Cam Newton, and he's stunk. What, well, what, Cam what, Newton stunk. <laughs> that oh, that Bill hurts. That hurts. I know. I love Cam. I love God. Cam. Would Lamar Jackson going to the Steelers probably be like the biggest, like, fuck you to the franchise? It, like, it's, like, it's like Johnny Damon going to the Yankees. That I just don't. Yeah, man, the hate he would get. Bro, I love it, it. There's it, not it, enough hate. There's not enough hate anymore. Do it. I mean, it's happened before, though. The, I mean, there's a current Steelers player on the Ravens. No, no, I, I know, like, Eagles players go play for the Cowboys and stuff, but I'm saying your fucking quarterback who won an MVP <laughs> goes Amazing. to your biggest fucking rival in Amazing. the game. That's the story we need. 
I think yeah. we actually should. That should be a rule. Uh, that should be a rule in free agents. If you <laughs> don't have more than, or really, I, there's no service time in the NFL. You can only sign with free agent teams in your division. You, as a free agent, you can only sign with teams in your division. What a wild process that'd be. <laughs> so, like, Calvin Ridley would sign with the Saints? He, yeah, he has oh. to sign with an NFC South team. No, no, if no for for everybody else, it's for everybody else, no holds bar. But quarterbacks, quarterbacks are only allowed to sign in division. Christian McCaffrey and Calvin Ridley on the Saints. I don't want to hear it because it's going to happen. <laughs> You're going to get Christian McCaffrey. He's going to have a second career renaissance. I don't want to hear it. We'll move on to the final uh, Wait, NFC game. Yeah, it's going to be a thing. The Saints steal Panthers players and make them good again. I don't know why it happens. The Panthers stink. Fire Matt Rule. He's not a good coach. What does everybody want me to say? We're moving on, okay? The final <laughs> NFC those, game of the week. No, nope, we're moving on because I'm just going to keep Nick's, talking. Nick's screen name for the last three or four weeks has been Fire Rule. Oh, yeah, it's been four weeks. <laughs> well, if we don't listen, listen. Can I can I talk right now without without Jermaine and Eric? I want to talk to Dave Tepper, a noted listener of Room Three Hundred Three. David. I thought you were a billionaire real estate magnet. I thought you knew a good deal when you saw it. And Matt Rule, Matt Rule was a great deal. You were getting a guy had a lot of upside, but he's just not that dude. And now it's time to get out from under that property, sell that stock, take your losses, don't take any tax penalties, and get a real NFL coach. Brian Flores is on the market, I hear. And Brian Flores comes with that, you know, that hot, the hot mobile uh, black quarterback that you've been wanting since you re-signed Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah. Into Sean Watson. Oh my! All right. Goodness. So final, final NFC game of the week: the Arizona Cardinals traveled into the Los Angeles Rams. I, I for one, wanted to not believe that uh, Sean McVay, since uh, he joined the Rams, was nine and one. Uh, uh, straight up and eight and two against the spread against the Cardinals in his coaching career. But uh, the, I, I, I call, I called it a possession in and Jermaine, you made fun of me, right? Yeah. Cause I, did. I said at seven, nothing. I was like, this game's over. Although I wasn't watching. So I probably shouldn't have made fun of you. If you were watching, it was a seven, nothing game. And when the Rams scored that second touchdown to go up 14 nothing, it was yeah. like, I don't even need to watch this game anymore. The yeah. game's over. It was over there. Like, like, like Kyler, like people think the nail in the coffin was when Kyler Murray like made that awful, terrible throw in the end zone and they got returned for a pick six. It was over five minutes before that. I mean, it was still a game at that point. It's only right. 14 I, points. Scores I, and stuff like that. But You guys were texting back and forth, and then I watched um, them call that trick play, like in the third minute of the second quarter. And I was like, damn, the coach is already reaching here. It's over. <laughs> Dog, they showed Cliff Kingsbury's face like eight minutes in the first quarter, and he was like this. He was looking at his play sheet, and his eyes were like, he forgot how to read, bro. He was like looking at it, and he was like, "My favorite is when he's looking up at the replay, and his mouth <laughs> is just open." Right, uh, bro. I was so blown away, dude. And that was like second quarter. 
That was yeah. after the that was after the Murray play of the end zone. He was just yeah. He like, was he was just like fuck. I'm in the NFL. He was like, <laughs> why? He's like, why didn't the playoffs start in week fourteen? Yeah, I'm in the NFL. Yeah, I feel I, bad for JJ Watt though. Like, I saw a stat. Speaking of this is professional podcast, I saw a stat that since that game where JJ Watt was on the sideline saying, maybe we're just better. <laughs> the Cardinals were four and seven. Since JJ Watt said that, I was like, "Wow, that's a that's a kick in the dick when you're down." <laughs> yeah. All right. Not, so so let's good. recap. Do you have our our picks from last week written down, Nick? Uh, yeah, I do. Are they they're on the dock, right? Uh, I don't know. Did you write them down? <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. I think we can pretty much remember. So last week we had. We had Eagles covering, Buccaneers winning. We had 49ers winning. We had Chiefs winning. We had uh, – I had Raiders covering, and I couldn't pick a winner, so the Bengals won, and then we both had the Bills and both, right. had, both had the Rams. Right. Um, all right, so now the playoffs are set for the division round. Let's go in, in the four games really quickly, and then we'll get out of here. Do you have the betting lines up for these games? I do, yeah. yeah. I have it up. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, so here we'll go. We'll, we'll so we'll start with the first one. Uh, Cincinnati goes into Tennessee. Right, the line right now is Tennessee minus three and a half. The over under is set at forty seven and a half. Uh, forty seven and a half, huh? Yeah, that's a pretty interesting line. By the way, the model money line was five and one Super Wildcard Weekend, and the over under was five zero oh, and one Wildcard Weekend. Super wild card weekend. We, there was a push on the over under. There was, yeah. Uh, all right, so I, oh man, if I knew how good Derrick Henry was going to come back, I'd be all over the Titans at this number. But I'm so scared, and and everyone's sucking the Bengals' dick, and so that's why I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans on this one. I think, yeah, I think Tennessee wins. I think the Bengals. I will take the Bengals plus three and a half. Yeah, it feels very – that's a really close game to call. <laughs> oh, man, that's tough. Yeah, I, I like it. I think Tennessee wins. Um, and they might – Tennessee – the problem is, is if I knew Derrick Henry was going to be Derrick Henry, I'm like, they cover that all day. Yeah, 100%. So really quickly, uh, did, I'm, I'm, I'm putting did, these did, in here. Did and- they play in the regular season? I do believe they did, yeah. What was the score? Can you look that up, Eric? Uh, I'm looking right now. Eric, I, say, I don't, say what I, you're going to say. I don't like any action on the over-under, though. Yeah, I think it would be what? at or around the number. Uh, no, they didn't play. Okay. What were you going to say, Eric? So I, I was, I'm was. i putting in our picks here. Are we Are we doing – we're not doing lines. We're just doing who we think is going to win? No, no. We'll, do, we'll do lines. So the, okay. the way we did it last week is we did uh, basically – Lines, who we thought, who, who we thought was going to win, and then we picked. Right. We we picked. Uh, then we picked spread. So, like we, I thought the Raiders would cover, but the Bengals would win. Raiders didn't cover, so they missed. Okay, but but so just for clarification, Bengals, you taking them plus three and a half, but you think the Titans win, Nick? Yes, correct. All right, and then Jermaine, you're going Titans money line, so obviously you think the Titans win. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Titans cover. 
I'm going to say Derrick Henry has one of those games where he puts the AFC on notice and the AFC championship game gets fucking interesting. Third, so, third, third Dennis Green reference of the podcast. Derrick Henry is who he thought he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the very next game is the 49ers traveling to the Green Bay Packers. Yep. And what's the stat that we discussed pre-show and that the internet has been discussing? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 in the playoffs against the 49ers. Right. And the 49ers have a game that travels. Good right. defense and runs the football. So they can play in Lambeau. Um, but I, you know what? Like, I'm not taking the 49ers in this so here, game. So here's what I was just about to say to you. I will make the same pick that I just made for the Bengals-Titans game. The Niners cover the five and a half. So it's, like Niners, it's, it's Niners five and a half right now. And over-under is set at 47. Niners cover five and a half, but the Packers win this game. Okay, I like that too. I'm going to go ride. I'm going to ride that too. Uh, what's the over-under? It's 47. High. 47. Only 47. What's I the think it goes like? over, but I'm not willing to bet over. What's the weather like? It's a great question. 12 degrees, partly cloudy. I mean, we didn't see it. We like people love to make it seem like cold temperatures are an issue with football. There were sixty-four points scored in the Patriots game. No, no, I'm not talking about cold. I'm talking about snow and rain. No, I know that's. But like people were talking about the Buffalo game, like single-digit temperatures. It doesn't matter if there's no wind and there's no snow or rain. That, that over forty-three was easy money. Right. <laughs> right. Right. All I right, think. Uh, I, I think that's. I, I think that's good. I think uh, yeah. the I think the forty seven is a good number that I'm not going to bet, but I could see it going over. Yeah, uh, I do think it goes over, but uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it alone. So the next game we have is Rams traveling to Buccaneers. Right. Uh, what are the numbers? Uh, Bucks are three point favorites, and over under is set at forty eight. I'm going to take the dogs and the over. Really. Yeah. The Rams to win. Yeah. Wow. Cover, win outright, and over on points. Wow. I Well, I, I'm going to completely disagree with you then. Okay. I, I don't think this game is an issue for the Bucs. Right. I'll take I'll take, I'll take the Bucs to win. I'll, I'll, I'll take the Bucs to, to – I might even put a little, a little scratch on Bucs minus more than three. Okay. I think Bucks minus ten is a fantastic line to take if you want to make some money. <laughs> minus ten. Minus ten. I think the Bucks win this game by twenty points. That's so disrespectful. It's funny as fuck. <laughs> I right, put your money where your mouth is. Take right. Bucks minus twenty then. Bucks? No, what? No, no. Bucks <laughs> minus twenty. That's a little ridiculous. I'll say Bucks minus ten because that's equally as ridiculous. Right, oh man! Final... When, the, when the Rams are the NFC Championship next week, this is gonna be so fun. So I I do have a Eric, prop bet. Eric, I, make note. Make note. I do have a prop bet, Jermaine. You remember this, and it's still alive after last week. And oh, it's the Sam 49ers Fran... to lose in the NFC, the NFC Championship. Championship. That I made at the beginning of the year. Holy shit, that's still on the table. Yo, still on the table. if 49ers are in the championship next week, I'm betting them to win because that's the way you're going to lose that bet. You're going to lose Can that bet. Can you imagine? 
I think I have like a hundred bucks on it too. <laughs> it's at least fifty. I remember when we did that. We were we were half in the bag. <laughs> I think we were in the. I think we were whole in the bag. Yeah, yeah, we were both in the same bag. <laughs> like, All right, so final game of the divisional round, but Bills travel into Kansas City in the in a game that does not deserve to be in the divisional round. Can we just take this game and advance it a week? I don't, dude. You, th- which one of these two teams beats the Titans? Uh, I think Buffalo beats the Titans. You think both, Eric? Dude, the Titans scare me this year, bro. I think the Titans might make the goddamn Super Bowl. Are they the most disrespected one seed in NFL history? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's not. I mean, that's not an issue. I mean, What's people. The- I mean, and people think the Bengals are going to beat them. And then people basically are saying the winner of Buffalo KC is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, come on now. There's still there's still a te- team of grown men on the other so, side. So of the so field. so just just to continue on this game, the line is KC minus one and a half. The over under is set at fifty four. If I had to bet, if you put a gun to my head and said bet one over under, I would bet over fifty four in this game. <laughs> you would bet over fifty four. I don't think it's that crazy. <laughs> I know it's just such a ridiculous <laughs> number know. for the playoffs, dude. Forty-seven and a half, forty-seven, forty-eight. I don't give a fuck about your the... over. I don't give a fuck about your over/under. Who no, you no, got I, in this I'm, game? I'm just saying. I'm just saying those are the four overs, and I'm gonna bet the over fifty-four <laughs> in the playoffs and be confident. In it. Who do you got in this game? Buffalo plus one and a half, and Bills money line. I th- I like Bills too. I'm gonna take Bills. And I think Casey makes it closer at the end in the game than the game is. Oh, so you think it's a route and the score doesn't indicate? No, I don't think it's a route, but I think Casey scores a late touchdown to make it with make it within one score. I'm, double digits is a route, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, like I, I think Buffalo dominates this game, and Casey scores late to make the score line look good. Okay, I like I like Buffalo in this game. I'm with you. I yeah. think Sunday is Sunday Shit. is ripe for upsets. Shit, this is bad. Why? When you and I agree, we're normally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we disagree, one of us is normally wrong. Well, yeah, but that's like John Madden type stuff. <laughs> well, we agreed on just about everything here. All right, so if if you had to pick a team right now to win the Super Bowl, who would it be? I mean, dude, I'm going Packers. Packers to win. You know the story is there. How often do I talk to you about stories? Well, you Aaron you just, you just want to see if Aaron Rodgers plays in the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, I just I told you I was the first one to say that was a load of crap bull malarkey story. I want to see it because I want to see if he plays in the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, I, I want to see it because when he wins the Super Bowl and leaves in the offseason, I want to. I want to see this fucking storyline. No, Green Bay loves him. They've they've really they've really made a lot of progress with him, Jermaine. <laughs> no, they're really they're happy together now. <laughs> Green Bay has wasted one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the two, game. Two, two of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game. Oh, is Brett Favre top ten? <laughs> yes. Really? Don't give me this. Brett Favre is a modern day gunslinger. Like Brett Favre is is the is the gunslinger that paved the way for everybody else. I'll take Montana and Young over him. Elway Marino. Young was a Young was not a good quarterback. 
I'll die on that hill until like uh, Steve Young is only good because he had uh, Jerry Rice. Elway Marino, Young I'll, I'll, Montana. I'll give you Elway. I'll give you. I'll give you Elway and Marino. Brady Manning Rogers. Uh, I'll give you Brady and Manning. I'm not going to give you Rogers. You don't think Rogers is better than Brett Favre? No, All right, I don't think you're so. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Your opinion's no longer valid. <laughs> well, I mean, keep talking. I mean, let's keep talking then. Eric's naming Roger Staubach. Did you play Rod? Did you see Roger Staubach play? <laughs> Roger Staubach isn't even a name in this conversation. I That's like even, saying Bart Starr. I didn't even name. I didn't name Roger Staubach. Roger Staubach is not. Is, is Staubach is not a name in this conversation. Drew Brees is better than Brett Favre. Wrong. Yeah, Brees is better than Brett Favre for sure. No Brett way. Favre's, Brett Favre's not that. <laughs> I knew. I was. Waiting I, I knew it was coming. I, I knew was it was coming too. We both time, saw the Don McNabb and got just irrationally angry. Brett Favre is a Super Bowl winning Tony Romo. Changed my mind. No. Oh, uh, no. He's not. <laughs> yeah, he's not good. No, he is good. No, he's, he's not. One of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. No, he's not. I, I, why I are you he just name? He put Josh out. Josh why Allen? are you just naming get, people? Yeah. Find us a list. Troy What's Aikman. Troy Aikman is not a good quarterback. Neither is Brett Favre. No, Brett. Favre, can you give me Brett Favre is better than Troy Aikman? Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, That's thank not you. Even All right. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Troy Aikman came out. Troy Aikman came out and said comments about Dak Prescott, I literally read the article just to yell at my phone. That's how much I hate Troy Aikman. I knew it would raise my blood pressure and make me angry, and I did it anyway. So I found a list, and I found it on the NFL.com. Okay. And I'm going to tell you you where Brett sits. I'm going to tell you where Brett sits. Uh He sits at number 12. Yeah! Who's above him? Let's go! Where is this article from? It's from 2020. I swear to God, if Patrick Mahomes is above Brett Favre, I'm gonna break. The, I'm gonna break this computer. I, I, okay. I well, will. I will. I'm gonna read. Back. I'm gonna read number eleven, and you guys are gonna automatically discredit this article. The number okay. eleven is Sammy Ball from the Redskins. He played from thirty-seven to fifty-two. That man was a multi-talented athlete. He was a punter as well. Yeah, he's one of the best. Quarterbacks. Fine. Ten. Aaron Rodgers. Nine. Elway. Eight. Staubach. Seven. Marino. Six. Breeze. Five. Otto Graham. Four, Johnny Unitas, three, Peyton, two, Mr. Joe Montana, and one, Donovan McNabb. Just kidding. It's Tom Brady. I was about to say. I was Bro. like, Tom Brady doesn't – I was about to be irate. I was about to be irate. I was like, McNabb. McNabb's trash. I was like, you could put autogram there. It would have been less More, No, No, like – no Warren Moon, no Dante Culpepper on that list. All right, let, let me read. Let me read the after twelve. So twelve is Brett, and then thirteen we get Bart Starr, fourteen Aikman, fifteen Young, sixteen Sid Luckman. Wrong, wrong. Seventeen Troy Terry Aikman Bradshaw, is not a good quarterback. Eighteen Russell Wilson, nineteen Terry, Beth Roethlisberger. Terry Russell Bradshaw is, is twenty. No, no, no. Terry Russell, Bradshaw, seventeen duck, Terry Bradshaw. The Duck Commander founder was a better quarterback than Terry Bradshaw was. 18, Russell Wilson, 19, Big Ben, 20, Kurt Warner, 21, Jim Kelly, 22, Warren They Moon, think Russell Wilson and Big Ben were better quarterbacks than Kurt Warner? And yeah. Jim Kelly. Can we where's, get Jim Kelly some goddamn where's Carson? Love? Where's Carson Palmer on this list? Frank Tarkenton, 24, Len Dawson, 25, Norm, Norm Van Brocklin, 
and that's the top 25 of all Jim time, Plunkett? according to NFL. Is Jim not on there? Two-time no. Super Bowl winning Raiders quarterback? No. What is going on? This is the, this is the top 25 quarterbacks, according to NFL.com, as of Jermaine. July 2nd, 2020. Jermaine, can you give me that Carson Palmer was a slept-on quarterback? Or is yeah, a slept, slept he's on quarterback? Not top 25, he's not top 25. No, though. I don't think so. Carson I think Palmer he doesn't get as be- much credit. He, he was better than Terry Bradshaw. I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, but Terry Bradshaw is not a good quarterback. He's one of the worst. <laughs> like, I hate yeah. Terry Bradshaw. All right, I have a better list for you guys here. This is by Athlon Sports. Well, we'll see. Who the fuck one, is that? One yeah, is Tom some, Brady. Did you say Athlon Sports with the duck? <laughs> no, Athlon. A-T-H-L-O-N. Right. Okay. Tom Brady, one. Peyton Manning, two. Joe Montana, three. Drew Brees, four. John Elway, five. Wrong. Brett Favre, Wrong. six. Drew Brees is not the fourth best quarterback in NFL history. He's not better than Elway. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, think Drew, I think Drew Brees is a very good quarterback. He's, top He's not the fourth best quarterback in NFL He's history. Not, even I will say that. <laughs> yeah. So this article does go into regular season record, playoff record, completions, attempts, percentage. It goes into all their stats. Right. Where do they put Troy Aikman on this list? Uh, they put him after Eli Manning. Oh yes, I love that, it. I love this list. <laughs> Eli Manning's fifteen. Eli Manning's fifteen. Troy Aikman is twenty-one. That's a funny list. <laughs> Eli Manning is fifteen. Two Super Bowls, bro. Playoff <laughs> playoff Eli is a god. Can he's we the just... greatest? He's... Playoff Eli is like garbage time. Blake Borles. They're the greatest at their position in that moment of time. Big Ben's like, thirteen. He's not that good. Well, let's not. Let's look. I'm glad he's retired, but Big Ben was pretty damn good for like the first five years of his career. Yes, I'll agree with that. He throws one of the prettiest deep. Well, not anymore. <laughs> throws one of the prettiest forty-yard yeah, passes you've ever he, seen. He, he threw one of the prettiest deep balls. Let me pass tense that bitch. <laughs> I will give you that in in of ranking quarterback pump fakes in NFL history. Big Ben has the best quarterback pump fake. No, Captain Andrew Luck. What? Big Captain Ben literally Andrew. threw the ball every time when he pump faked it. Andrew Luck pump fake. This might be like this might be like out of pocket, but Mike Vick used to get motherfuckers jumping oh, with yeah. that pump. That was because they were scared of him running. Right. <laughs> They they were like, look, I'm gonna jump so that way you don't have to try to make a tackle. <laughs> Do you know Mike Vick has thrown the fastest recorded pass in NFL history? Would you that. like to guess how fast it was? I do know that. I think it's 120. What? God damn it. Eric, what do you think the fastest pitch of all time? <laughs> 107, 110, maybe? No. Eric. 114. Oh, okay. No. I don't watch baseball, so. No, it's not 114. <laughs> You were you were it? close with like 107. Nolan Ryan in the 70s threw. So the measurement of speed has changed over time, but using the current metric, Nolan Ryan in the 70s or Nolan Ryan in the 80s threw a 108 mile per hour pitch in the seventh inning with his 143rd pitch. Yeah, but I've seen people. I thought I've seen people hitting that now. No, I've, I thought I saw somebody throw 109. Geraldus Chapman threw 109 or no. some shit. Oh, okay. No, Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks consistently throws like 104, 105. Um. Yeah. No. Mike Vick would be what? Eighty miles an hour? No, no, dude. It's a football. If a baseball is barely, 
I don't know, Come man. On. I'm throwing there, numbers out, bro. I'm already part of the podcast. <laughs> All right, let me relax. <laughs> Eric said, "I'm just Eric said, I'm just trying to be part of the podcast." <laughs> Didn't answer for two weeks. Now he wants to be a part yeah, of it. I'm just trying to be part, man. I'm dying out here. That's my quarterback. <laughs> I'm fighting for my I'm life. For my life. <laughs> uh, I would say thirty-six. No, fifty-three. It, no, 67 miles per hour. Michael Jeez Vick threw a ball gosh. in a game. Eric, you said 80, like cars <laughs> no, traveling no, on no, the highway. No, no, no. <laughs> no, Eric, you said 120. <laughs> and then Let's lowered it to right. 80. <laughs> you thought my man Michael Vick threw a larger ball faster than baseball pitchers can throw a smaller. Oh, no, man. Dude was talented, baseball. dude. <laughs> uh, you could say Mike Vick was a dog. I've been trying to work a Mike Vick dog (laughs) joke into this this whole time. With with that being said, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, not really always, uh, we have Enrique on the mic. Oh, here we go. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.